Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. Holidays coming up. Yeah, well, kids' last day of school today. It's been a, been a bit of a crazy week. They stop learning. Report cards go out before <laughs> the school year even ends, and they just do fun stuff all day, which is good. And, uh, yeah, I'm ready for a little bit of a break. Definitely. Awesome. Well, we are taking next week off. So yes. We, uh, sorry, did I sound too excited? Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> okay, sorry. But I'm with you. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I need a break from the doom and gloom, man. <laughs> oh, I just our, our schedules just do not align next week. So no, no, we're both uh, busy on all days that we would possibly record. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, everybody, you get a week off. Vacation, all I ever wanted. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, cannot wait. Kids cannot don't wait. even know that song anymore. No, they don't, and no, I'll never play not. the original because we can't afford to actually pay royalties on it. So no, we cannot. <laughs> No, we cannot. Um, so I got a little uh, – I got some great follow-up here. Um, I don't even know if this is follow-up, but I just wanted to put it at the top of the show because it puts me in a happy mood. Mm -hmm. uh, this comes in uh, via a friend of the show, Chris Lockhead. Harvard professor who studies dishonesty is accused of falsifying data. Isn't it ironic? <laughs> it is. Francesca Gino, who works oh. at the Harvard Business School, has been accused of fabricating data in studies that span over a decade. Wow. Oh, Yeah. Nobody has any ethics or morality anymore, do they? No, no. They really no. just don't. It's just get get your pay, get your money. Yeah. Yep. I, I love this. Gino has authored dozens of captivating studies in the field of behavioral science, consulting for some of the world's biggest companies like Goldman Sachs and Google, as well as dispensing advice on news outlets like the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and even NPR. But I love this. This is uh, the study that she uh, published last year. Case study. What's the right career move after a public failure? Whoa. Somebody, Boom. Somebody saw the lights coming. <laughs> I hope she saved her original data because, uh, yeah. Anyways, that's that's just great. Isn't that great? Yeah. Isn't that special? That's just great. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm hmm I love it. I love it. Um, and uh, this one is happening much faster than I predicted. A couple months ago on the show, yep. I was saying – What's going to happen when all these AIs start slurping in everything that the AIs are generating because we have mm -hmm. no no human verification anymore? Yes, well, we are in an AI feedback loop already. Yes. Oh, we are. And uh, what happens is called model collapse mm -hmm. or the inshitification of everything, I think, as Cory Doctorow would say. Would you say – I, I was actually trying to think about this last night. Has the internet actually been discernibly worse over the last three months? And I would say yes. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, I found it much worse, like much less useful. Everything out there, all search result, results are just like this useless fucking sludge. And you just see AI shit everywhere. News is useless now. It's all fucking AI-generated clickbait headlines. It's just so bad right now. Yep. You know what's interesting, though? I've noticed spelling errors have gone away, though. You can really, <laughs> well, really kind of tell. That one plus. <laughs> one plus. 
It is all garbage, but it is spelled properly. Yes, and the grammar is correct. And yes, it's a much pleasanter reading experience, although everything that you are reading is shit. Is shit. <laughs> I love the first line of this article I found. The internet is hurtling into a hurricane of AI-generated nonsense, and no one knows how to stop it. That is sure we absolutely do. true. No, we, how, we how, absolutely Brian? know how to stop it. All these fucking big companies put this shit back in the box. Uh, that's not that's happen. how we stop it. Ain't going to happen. Yeah, I know. But we do know how to stop it. We yeah. do. We absolutely know. <laughs> Pandora has been let loose. And I'm not talking about the shitty music service. Hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. So there's a couple papers out right now. There'll be links in the show notes if you want to dive deeper. But basically, these things are learning off of each other. And mm-hmm. the recursion over time is going to basically just destroy everything. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know how we talked about last week uh, that everybody wanted to go back to pre-internet days? We might be there very soon. Wish granted. <laughs> yep. And there's another article I found about the danger of AI-generated code. It's the same problem. It is going to be the same problem. And yep. recursive errors feeding on top of each other. Yeah, good times. Yeah, I mean, these code tools are trained on other people's code tools. And if the code is bad code from nobody knowing what the fuck they're doing, because these things are designed for newbie programmers to be able to get a leg up and, you know, get shit out the door faster. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows, you know, I mean, we're going to, everybody's going to forget the craft. I mean, yes, I'm, I am, you know, being a little bit hyperbolic and doom saying, but welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. Geeks. <laughs> doom saying for 10 plus years and generally right. This time faster than even expected. Yeah, this one went a lot faster. Good times. In the news. Brian, we've been talking about returning to office uh, policies yes. for quite some time since the mm-hmm. uh, the COVID ended. Since we since we uh, took off the robes of the Rona, and yes. uh, we're we're finally seeing uh, what's actually happening now, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a couple studies here that say uh, nearly half of companies that mandated office returns witnessed a higher level of employee attrition than they had anticipated. Almost a third of companies enforcing office returns are struggling with recruitment. They wouldn't have been surprised if they listened to us. <laughs> I mean, we've been, you know, you can't you can't say you have to come back to the office 100% of the time. You can't. Not, you know, not in think... this world anymore. Not the now that we've had had a taste of it of of mm-hmm. actually clawing back a little bit of work-life balance. No, you can't. Yeah, <laughs> you and I are both in favor of flexible work schedules, yes. I think. You know, 100%. I mean, I personally am in favor of 100 percent remote forever. Fuck the office unless it's mine and my I'm in my uh, see. The problem I is it. I actually manage a group of people and I can tell you that mm, half are capable of working at home and half are not like well, it's a very personal situation. So, well, you know what they say, hire slow, fire fast. So get to that yeah. fire and fast part. <laughs> That's true. I mean, if you want to work from home, great. But you do actually have to work. Some people leave that part out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that is that. See, that's that's where the rubber hits the road. You know, Mm -hmm. you got to actually put in your time and do the work. I've been working remotely for over 20 years and you get the work done and nobody cares. If you get your work done, nobody gives a shit where you are. Yeah, I can 100 percent agree with that. That, That's my job is like, did you get the work done? Okay, mm-hmm. great. Then you're fine. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. So the idea, a hundred percent, like flexible. Like I, I think everybody should have to go into an office if you still have an office once, twice, maybe three times a week. Uh, I think it's particularly important for younger workers to be in an office, but that only works if other people are there as well. Like a lot of, I hear a lot of anecdotal stories about it. Uh, people going into the office and there's like, you know, nobody else there. So right. what's the point? Well, you have to schedule Put your that teams part. together, schedule <laughs> yeah. your teams to show up at the same day, get a little bit of FaceTime, a little bit of humanity, a little bit of mentoring the younger kids that are just starting out and, and we're golden. Like, but don't force people back five days a week. You're going to lose all the best talent. Yep. Uh, that's yeah. what they're finding. Yeah. So for uh, the untalented, uh, now hiring robot mechanics. Because, <laughs> you know, one of my uh, one of my original predictions, I think is probably episode three or four, about 10 years ago, I was saying, man, if Amazon keeps going this way, nobody's going to be able to afford what they're selling and we're yeah. going to need UBI faster than we thought. Well, Or they'll just have to sell robot stuff to robots. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the UBI has not come to pass, and I don't think it's going to at this point. Uh, not like in America. Much, not in America, not at least in our lifetime. No. Uh, but uh, robots definitely are going to happen in our lifetime, and they're happening faster than we thought. At least with Amazon, they are pushing out new robots uh, all the time now. And we've got two new ones. Mm -hmm. we've, got, we've got Proteus and Sparrow. Sparrow's actually been out for a little while. It came out last year. But now Proteus... It's basically kind of like a giant Roomba that picks up shit and moves it around. But mm -hmm. uh, it smiles at you and has hearts for eyes if it does oh, a good job. How nice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a case for robots. And it's exactly like Am Amazon has the right use case. Warehouse. Oh, absolutely. Heavy stuff. Moving shit around. But we've also seen a lot of people have tried this robot revolution. We had the robot hamburger people. We had the robot pizza company. All of those places have gone out of business. Because it's, people don't want that. But this is perfect for it. Yeah, I'm down with it. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been a picker in a warehouse. It sucks. <laughs> it really sucks. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but the real question is, how are they going to get the robots to pee in the bottle? <laughs> I mean, you know, that's, that's just some code. As long as they don't use AI <laughs> for the code to screw it up. Exactly. Just <laughs> pees in the wrong bottle and then your delivery is just robot pee. Perfect. Mm, That's all oil. I need. Well, you know, use it on my bikes. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, speaking of AI, Axios claims to have obtained a memo from the House of Representatives uh, about uh, basically saying you can't use chat GPT anymore. If you're going to use it, you, you have to use plus because it's got the tighter privacy controls and then only for research and evaluation. So they can't use the technology as part of their everyday work. Which uh, probably a good thing, given what we were just talking about. So yep, <laughs> yeah, and obviously this is dovetailing off the Samsung staff that supposedly leaks sensitive data through Chat GPT while using the bot for work. So if you put yep. this stuff in there and you don't have your privacy controls dialed in, it gets spit back out randomly. Yeah, and we're still reliant on the actual company enforcing their privacy rules and yes. not fucking up. It's yes. not that they don't have the best intentions; it's them not fucking up. <laughs> that never happens. Uh, the Vatican has released its own AI ethics handbook. Speaking so of fucking up. Oh, sorry. Never mind. I actually read through the article. <laughs> article. The, the link is yeah. in the show notes. Um, the, the ideas are right. It's actually pretty good from what I can tell from the overview. But uh, yeah, ethics from the people that simply move uh, pedophile priests to different locations rather than, I don't know, kick them out of the church. 
Well, they're using hmm. chat GPT to find out where to move them. That's the thing. Like, I'm not entirely on board with this. I think you've got some other bigger problems to handle before you tackle AI, church. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, I, I read the article, too, and I thought I think they're, you know, their heart's in the right place. Yes, it definitely so. is. Like, And I, I would actually like to get a hold of this and read the whole thing because it's pretty interesting. Um, it's it's not a bad concept. It's, you know, I'm just questioning the source a little bit. Seems yeah. Hypocritical. Yeah. yeah. And it has been banned at Google since, you know, AI and ethics don't really go well at Google. Well, they fire anybody they hire for AI ethics within a week. So that's it. That's the problem. Wait, you're telling us not to do things. That's not what we wanted you for. You were supposed to rubber stamp everything. <laughs> oh, God. Well, speaking of Italy, mm -hmm. we've got uh, another Italy story here. I woke up to TMZ saying Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg have been contacted by Italy to fight at the Coliseum. Wait, didn't Elon's mom already call this off? Yeah, Elon's mom said, my son's not going to fight that little guy. No. <laughs> that little guy well, would kick his ass. That's true. That is true. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Elon, like I said, Elon's just going to sit on him if he can. Um, so I see this in TMZ front page, big thing. So now here's where AI comes into play. Mm. I'm talking about this in apps and doodads, but the new chat GPT plus iOS lets you actually integrate Bing. So I used it and I put in, I'm like, uh, what's the latest on um, Musk and Mark fighting in Italy? And it came back with the Italian culture ministry denies reports of Musk and Zuckerberg fight in the Coliseum. <laughs> So that was fast. But yep. the funny part is I Googled the same thing and it did have that article that I linked in here. It was at the very, very bottom and was was actually under everybody else re reposting, copy posting basically the TMZ article yep. over and over again. But the actual rebuttal from the Italian, you know, culture <laughs> ministry was buried. Chat yeah. GPT with Bing got it back to me right at the top. So, well, okay, they win that round. GPT. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of more Google suckage, though, Google violated its standards and ad deals that research finds. And yes, oh, wait, they have standards. They have standards, and <laughs> and standards and advertising do not go together typically. So no, see, not Facebook. surprised. <laughs> yeah. yeah, see Facebook and everybody else. So, yeah, they're saying that about 80 percent of the time um, this company, Adalytics, found that uh, basically these video ads that Google is selling were running on shit websites. They were playing – they were auto-playing with no audio, which is against the, the rules mm -hmm. and uh, off like in – not in prominent placement. And so, you know and, – and here's the thing. They, they actually – I was – I'm like, OK, what's the sample size? Well – they compiled data from observing campaigns for more than 1,100 brands that got billions of ad impressions between 2020 and 2023. So significant. Pretty, pretty significant sample size there. Yeah. And the Wall Street Journal independently observed and corroborated what they were what they were seeing. So uh, Google's like, uh, but, 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 okay, uh, prove it. <laughs> so and they said that they will um, they will review the results of the finding. And take it from there. But everybody's like, uh, ahem, can I have a refund, please? Right. So we're being served all these ads that we shouldn't be getting served in nefarious ways on places like YouTube, etc. And I did see in the news today that YouTube is cracking down on uh, third-party uh, uh, ad blockers. 
They said that uh, if you're using those to block our nefarious ads that are kind of illegal, you can't watch YouTube anymore. Yep, I had that later in the show, so let me move it on up. Oh, move sorry. it on up. Just seemed very appropriate. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it is. Uh, so basically what they're saying is they're going to warn you multiple times to turn off your ad blocker. They'll give to you a couple. To which I will say, screw you. <laughs> yes, and then they will say no more videos for you. And, and I will say, which... too bad. Yep, and you you will be able to actually uh, appeal it if you don't have an ad blocker on and it thinks you have an ad blocker on. Okay, which yeah. – that's a that's a so screenshot. What what the fuck are you supposed to do there? Yeah, that's you know that's that's what we call a fucked up edge case that they're putting out for press release uh, yeah. purposes here. I think that they're going to find out real fast that uh, almost everybody's got an ad blocker on nowadays, mm-hmm. and their uh, revenue will just tank. So, and I, I, yeah, this is a dumb thing. They're trying to get people to pay for YouTube Premium. This is not the way to do it. You know, this is yeah. this isn't a dumb fucking end around. So improve the product. That's what gets people to pay you. Yeah. And, you know, I pay for YouTube premium now and I got to say I'm loving it. I'd pay for YouTube kids in two seconds if the product was decent, but it's a piece of shit. Yeah. YouTube so. premium does what it says. And it's <laughs> my favorite feature of it is that I can have a video playing on my phone and then lock my phone and still listen to it through my headphones. Right. That's that's the feature I want. You can download them too for offline access, but let's be honest, when is anybody offline anymore unless you're on a plane? Um, even then. Even then, yeah. Yeah, well, now you can get online on planes. It sucks. Sort of. <laughs> sort of get online on planes. Uh, speaking of sort of sucking though, Zooks, which mm-hmm. is an Amazon subsidiary, uh, has begun testing its robo-taxis on public roads in Las Vegas. <laughs> I can't Hello? imagine better roads. Bunch of drunk people. Yeah, I love, it. I love this. The initial route will test Zooks's robo taxi. I mean, how, let's let's think about this for a second. I want a technology company, and I want the gravitas of automated travel, where where you can ride in ride in style, you know, and not have to worry about uh, talking to a driver or anything like that. What should we call that? Uh, let's call it Zooks. <laughs> Fucking idiots! Running out of names, man. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, so they're going to test this on several unprotected turns and multi-way stops, as well as its ability to navigate roads with cyclists, pedestrians, and other cars, according to a recent blog post. Now, I personally wonder if the cyclists and pedestrians will either be notified or compensated for being part of the beta program. And then I'm like, oh, wait, this is of course not. nowadays. <laughs> nobody, nobody, <laughs> nobody tells anybody anything. The world is our beta platform, and if you get run over, yeah, we've got a budget for that. All right. Well, that's fun. I love this story that I've got here. SoftBank gave $170 million to a social app whose users mostly didn't exist. I can I can sell them a I can sell them a podcast where our users don't actually exist. Again, this so. gets back to nobody has any ethics or morals. It's all just about the money now. It's a little, uh, little known social media app called IRL, which I think we've talked about a couple times. I kind of uh, remember that. Yeah. yeah, it hit unicorn status and had an overall valuation of $1.17 billion and got over $170 million from SoftBank. It turned out that the app uh, completely made up its user numbers, admitting that 95% of its purported 20 million user base was fake. They were all bots. SoftBank called the app an innovative event-based social network that enables people to do more together. 
However, the firm did not know that there were no actual people doing more together. There were no people at all. <laughs> just a gaping maw of bots and automated accounts. <laughs> Last year, the company laid off 25% of its team with founder Abraham Shafi, who should be in jail soon, encouraging employees to adapt and be disciplined, adding that most people don't want to be Olympians in the same way not everyone would want to walk the path we are walking. You what the path, path of the is grift? that? The lying fucking bullshit path? It's the, it's the way of the grift, Brian. It is yep. the way of the grift. So they're finally shutting down now. The company says it's returning capital to shareholders, but nobody knows how much money is left to return to anyone. Oh, my God. <laughs> he once said the company had more than enough cash to last well into 2024, but he also said they had 20 million users. So, you know. What the? He's lied about, <laughs> lied about the other stuff. Well, this last story I have here isn't technically tech news, but uh, since I used to drink at least 12 Diet Mountain Dews a day when I was coding, warm, I might add. No, I never, I hated Jolt. I hated the sugar. Uh, but I would have, I, on my way into work every morning, I would buy a 12-pack of Diet Mountain Dew warm and keep it next to my desk because my thinking was that the 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 fact that it was warm would make the caffeine work faster. <laughs> and I think it probably did, but hey. Um Aspartame to be named a possible cancer causer here from mm -hmm. the uh, the World Health Organization. They're calling it possibly carcinogenic. Okay. Okay. But what about eggs? Come on. What about eggs? Also possibly carcinogenic. Okay. Like there's a big difference between some scrambled eggs in the morning and 12 warm Mountain Dews. <laughs> I can't <laughs> imagine think? that being good for you. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Even if it doesn't cause cancer, there's that's not good. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. I actually stopped, though, because uh, I, I'm sure you remember my first website, Spew. Yes. And uh, my first intern was uh, this guy, Steve Lappin, who was a molecular biologist. His uncle worked on the team that created aspartame. Mm -hmm. And he said... By under no circumstances should anybody in our family consume anything that has this shit in it because it will kill you. <laughs> it is terrible for you. It will make you fat. It will cause memory loss. It is um, uh, basically a neurotoxin when it gets too warm. So if somebody leaves out a case of Diet Coke and then they, they put it back in, in the refrigerator and sell it, uh, it can cause brain damage. So do not. So I've ever since then, like, you know, 25, 20 some years ago, I stopped drinking it. Thank God. What a parallel between tech, because if you think about it, it all all these guys that are creating all the all this stuff won't use it themselves. That's true. Won't use their families, use it, won't let their kids use it. So stop yeah. making this shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, Brian. Money. 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 Warmer, sunnier days are calling, and it's time to fuel up with Factors No Prep, No Mess Meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer, thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor Fresh's never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day that you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? Step into a world of endless culinary delight with over 35 enticing meal options and over 60 tantalizing add-ons refreshed weekly. 
dismay. Supercharge your wellness journey with dietitian approved dishes built on ingredients you can count on. Treat your taste buds every day from sunrise to sunset with effortless nutritious choices, spanning from energizing breakfasts to delectable desserts. Indulge in the luxury of restaurant-caliber meals right at home. Savor the sophistication of filet mignon, the freshness of shrimp, and the bold flavors of blackened salmon. Simplify your life with Factor Meals, ready in just two minutes. Say goodbye to grocery runs, tedious prep, and cleanup. I love these things. I can't even tell you what I had this week because I had so many of them. But that's the great thing about Factor. Every week you have new options, and they're delicious. And you can tailor your eating experience with six specialized menu options. Whether you're looking to cut calories, boost protein, go meat-free, or maintain a well-rounded diet, they make it easy to support your lifestyle goals. Tune in to taste, convenience, and wellness with every bite. Head to factormeals.com slash grumpy50 and use code grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code grumpy50 at factormeals.com slash grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Everyone needs a world-class VPN. Grumpy Old Geeks recommends private internet access to protect your online privacy and identity. Private internet access never keeps any records of their users' online activities, so you can be assured that you have complete privacy and nobody knows what you're doing online. No matter your technical skills, private internet access is one of the easiest VPN apps out there. All it takes to connect is just one click or tap and your data will be encrypted instantly. With just one private internet access VPN subscription, you can connect up to 10 devices at the same time. Go to GOG.show slash VPN and sign up today. For a limited time only, you can get our favorite VPN for just $2.69 a month when you sign up for two years. GOG.show slash VPN. That's GOG.show slash VPN. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Media Candy. Okay, to start off here, we've got uh, two shows that drop on Thursdays. I stayed up late to catch both of them, uh, Silo and Star Trek Strange New Worlds. What about you, Brian? Uh, I only saw Silo. I didn't uh, I didn't have enough time for both. So Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, Strange New Worlds, still still rocking it, loving it. Um, Good. The, uh, you, you will like this next week's episode because a lot of it p- takes place in Toronto, or some of it oh, takes does place it? in Toronto. Yes. That's interesting. Okay. Modern-day cool. Toronto. 
So, oh, well, yes. I wonder if I'm in it. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> but the silo finale is out. And uh, yeah, I, I fucking dug Very it. Very well done episode. Very well done. Uh, again, you know, having read the books, nothing shocking came. Nope. <laughs> because I know I know the story, but uh, God, it's such a well done show. It really mm-hmm. is. It's just amazing. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Now I'm sad I'm going to have to wait, what, a year, two? Until we get like the next that. one? Yeah. 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 I haven't heard any news when that when that'll be coming back, but I'm sure yeah. it's been renewed. It has to yeah. have been. Well, we got Writer's Guild strike and oh, it's going to be a while. Right. It's going to be a while, Jason. <laughs> I forgot about that. Come on. Get back to work. Pay Give them. Give them the money. Give Pay them, them all the you money. you billionaires. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I completely dug it. I just, I, you know, start to finish. The thing is, and this is the funny part. Uh, after the stroke, I, you know, I've got this weird memory loss and I was talking to somebody about the Bobaverse series the other day mm-hmm. and I'm like, I want to go back and reread those. Yeah. I remember liking it a lot. I could not tell you what the story is. And that's almost for every book like Silo. I remember reading the first books and liking them. And then there was a prequel that I didn't like, but I don't remember what the stories are at all. I remember the emotions around it. But I have no details. It is you know, so weird. Half of that is just getting old, Jason, because I'm okay. kind of there with you with a lot of this stuff. But I mean, yours is probably exacerbated a bit, but, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, quite a part bit, of it is it... just uh, we're old. Yeah. And we've we've uh, we've taken a lot into our brains. So, <laughs> yeah, hard drive full. Plus, you know, Mountain Dew. Mountain, yeah, the mountain. I blame the Mountain Dew. <laughs> Fuck the stroke. The stroke was nothing. The Mountain Dew, not the not the thirty years of alcohol either. Forget that. Yeah, yeah, not that. <laughs> not the uh, bottle of wine I drank last night. Nope, that has nothing to do with me. <laughs> yep. Uh, new Indiana Jones is out today, I believe, or yeah, soon. I, yeah, I don't know if it's going to get me into a theater because I can't really take my kids, so I'll probably be waiting until it comes out on uh, Disney Plus or whatever it's going to be on. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Really? I am. I, I, I sought out spoiler-free reviews. Uh, they all basically... St- it didn't need to exist, but it's good. Okay. So... See, the reviews I read Plus, were I love Phoebe opposite. Waller-Bridge. See, I cannot fucking stand I love, her. I love her. I oh. love her. Fleabag was amazing. That was garbage. I could not fucking watch it. She just annoys the shit out of me. <laughs> And just uh, I put in a link to the critical drinker review uh, that I thought was pretty funny because he's usually pretty funny. Um, yeah, but his his gig is being negative on stuff too. So so is ours. Great assault. <laughs> yeah, but oh, we're that's right. So that's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just I, that's a hard pass for me. I, the, after the last one, you know, nuke the fridge. You yeah, know, but and, that one was fucking horrible. And it had Shia LaBeouf. And now this one, I'm telling you, I hate Phoebe Waller-Bridge. She just looks okay. annoying. Even in the trailer, she was annoying. Ugh. Ugh. So, hard pass. Okay. I'll watch it for you. Don't worry. Thank you. Thank okay. you very much. Uh, I watched something for you that you don't have to. Reality. Yeah, it is pretty shit, isn't it? You oh, you're it? talking about a show. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, reality in, 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 in all forms is shit. <laughs> It's been getting worse and worse. I, I, I just waiting. Yeah. It should be canceled at this point. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, definitely. Uh, no, I'm talking about the uh, the HBO Max, uh, or I'm sorry, just Max now. Okay. A movie called Reality, which is a recreation of the reality winner search warrant delivery. Okay. Wow, yeah. I need to watch that. 
I'm telling yeah, it, it sounds as exciting as it is. Okay. They took they took the transcripts and the recordings of the search warrant that was Hello. <laughs> yes. Uh, are you home? Yes. Oh, here. You've been served. There. Uh, done. No, it's 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 <laughs> like an hour and a half long. I got I got an hour into it and I just could not anymore. Why? Why? I, I, I get like, you know, experimental cinema. Somebody should have put the kibosh on this after the first five minutes of filming going, this is really stupid. Well, it probably didn't require any writing. So maybe they were able to get it done with the writer's strike. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Jesus. No, they, they actually show bits and transcript. It's like, pause. <laughs> and then they show people walking around, not saying anything, looking around. It is so weird. Oh, God. And, oh, uh, no. I, it, it, I, I ended it when she was trying to get her cat from out from under the bed. <laughs> that was it's literally it's like where's your cat cat's under the bed get the cat oh wait 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 uh, get the cat <laughs> oh jesus okay. christ this is terrible <laughs> no pass i'll pass yeah okay pass on that uh i did watch fubar all eight episodes the arnold schwarzenegger uh new uh, show i've heard mixed reviews i enjoyed it the, okay. there are a couple episodes in the middle where i was just like oh jesus can we get past these and get back to the show it uh it changes tone like halfway through Hmm. From one thing, but it's weird. But I liked it. I enjoyed okay. it all the way through. I'm. I cannot wait for episode or season two. It's been renewed another three years for that. If they ever hire writers again, <laughs> it was cute. It was cute. I mean, Don't I'm a do- I'm a fan of Schwarzenegger with all his foibles. I still like mm-hmm. the guy. He's a, he's a good guy. Check it out. It's, right. it's it's popcorn. It is a popcorn show. Okay. So, you know, don't expect a whole lot of. Well, we it, need something is, to get through this yeah. stretch coming along. So, yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of other things I like that are not the deep end of the pool, I watched The Machine, the mm. Burt Kreischer vehicle. Right. Uh, you're a big if fan you're of a Bert, you're, you're not. Not I, really, I, no. Yeah. No. It, it takes a certain type to be a fan of Burt Kreischer. And, and honestly, after the stroke and I had to quit drinking, I couldn't take it anymore. And then I started drinking again and I got back into him and then I quit <laughs> again and now I don't don't care that much. But I, I, you know, I, since I still have an affinity for the guy, I, I watched the movie. How is he on it, Mountain Dew? Have you tried that? I haven't tried that. Okay. He's on a liquid death kick now because they pay him a lot of money. Ah. Um, yeah. I'm just, I just, I'm, I'm with Kevin Smith on Burt Kreischer. I'm like, fuck you for having an entire house that you can podcast from. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> um, the movie was fun. I enjoyed it. Mark Hamill was great in it. He plays his dad. And okay. he's fantastic in it. <laughs> um, if you don't know the story, it's probably very confusing, but it's they 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 play it fairly well. It is another popcorn movie. Um, like I said, I think if you don't know who Bert is or know the story behind it, you'll probably get a little lost. Right. Uh, they try and kind of bring people along, but it's not really as good because there's a shit ton of in jokes okay. that you have to listen to his podcasts for and other things like that. But. Uh, I personally, as a Burt Kreischer ex super fan, <laughs> enjoyed it. I okay. enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, something I haven't seen yet, though, that came out uh, two days ago: "Muscles and Mayhem," an unauthorized story of American gladiators. Well, I thought you would have binged this immediately. Well, no. I mean, I know, I know uh, Dan Nitro Clark because I did a podcast with him. So I, I, we covered most of the stories that are in here on the podcast. So I kind of, spoiler alert, I seen it. <laughs> Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, but it, it got to number one on trending in Netflix. So, you know, check it out. I mean, if you're if you are an American Gladiators fan and never listened to our podcast, then you'll probably enjoy it because the stories are 
pretty interesting, right. you know, mm-hmm. fairly interesting. So I just I'm throwing it out there because, you know, Dan's Dan's a good guy. And uh, the stories are pretty good behind uh, the, the the haps behind American gladiators. Yep. All right. And just as we were going to uh, going to press today, I saw this Ted Lasso charted a record breaking billion minutes of viewing during finale week. Well, good. Wow. Well deserved. I mean, the quality suffered a bit, uh, as most shows do, but uh, mm-hmm. they stuck the landing. It was it was a good feel good show. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty damn good. One point two four billion minutes. But don't make any more. No more. No more. Retire the mustache. Yes. Retire enjoy, the mustache. Enjoy your success <laughs> and move on. Ups and doodads. Brian, you got me using uh, Apple News. Yes. The Apple News app a little more because you're like, it's pretty good. Yeah. I It's okay. I, I'm enjoying it, but the workflow sucks. Well, you probably actually try to do work with it while I just use it as like my newspaper in the morning. Yeah, I get the I get the email newsletter from right. them that has the top stories and I click on I, I want to open all the stories and go yes. through and read them. Mm-hmm. You can't. You click on one story, it opens up, then you click on the next story, then it gets rid of that story and brings the next story and the back button just takes you to the home page. Yeah. It, it doesn't stack the stories in the history. Yeah. Yeah. It's really annoying. So please tabs or fix your back button. Apple. Yeah. I know everybody at Apple listens to our show, so we should have this fixed by next week. No problem. Definitely. Okay. Still better than Artifact. Yeah, that lasted about a hot second. Yeah. As soon as it got socialized and, like, gamified, I was like, fuck this. I don't want to gamify the yeah. news. So. We haven't heard a peep about it since it got gamified, have we? Nope. Nowhere. I'm sure they so, got a lot of money, though. Well, it's, you know, Kevin Systrom, so he yeah. already had a lot of money. <laughs> he had that sweet, sweet Facebook money. Yeah. So uh, we talked about ChatGPT and iOS. Yeah. Uh, now, if you have ChatGPT Plus, you can use ChatGPT4 to actually have it use Bing, if you can figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it is a hard hard trick to figure out because what you have to do is on the blank page you have two models. You have three three point five and four. Mm-hmm. You click on four, mm-hmm. and you have already had to have go to settings to turn on Bing integration. So I figured I went to settings. I said, turn on Bing integration. Done deal. No, not so simple. There's a drop down when you click on ChatGPT4 and it says, and it says default checked. We're under right underneath it. It says now using Bing. I thought that that was just a label. It's not. It's a switch. You have to click on the, <laughs> the Bing thing that doesn't look like a switch, but actually is a switch to make it actually use Bing. So there you go. You're welcome. Saved you a click and half an hour of screaming at it going, why the fuck isn't it using Bing? Like I did this morning. You just gave them a great product title. They need to come out with something called the Bing thing. The Bing thing. Yeah. (laughs) Rolls off the tongue. It really does roll off the tongue. (laughs) Uh, Stitcher is going bye-bye. Well, never used it. See ya. Yeah, I used it a little bit just for in testing because I was like, your show's not coming up on Stitcher. I'm like, yes, it is. You didn't wait 30 seconds. <laughs> so here you go. Uh, Sirius XM bought it a while back. And, uh, you know, like all these companies that got into podcasting, yep. don't know what the fuck they're doing. So now they're, you know, shutting it down. And they're going. To, we're going to have an all new listener experience in the Sirius XM app, which nobody fucking cares about because... Sirius XM costs too much money and almost nobody uses it. Yeah, as soon as as soon as the free trial from buying your new car runs out, uh, that's it. Everybody yeah. cancels. Everybody cancels. I mean, 
Imagine how many cars are on the road right now with these stupid satellite radios that are just sitting there dormant. Yeah. Almost all of them. Almost from, all of them now. Yeah. From my anecdotal research. Yeah. Yeah. I used to subscribe because I actually liked a couple of the channels, but it just got, it got too expensive. It's just too expensive. It's too damn expensive. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, yeah. who's left? Howard Stern? Pretty much, and yeah. Who, who the fuck cares about Howard Stern anymore? Uh, about 100,000 people that basically live in that universe, and that's it. That's it. So, yeah. 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 Well, while we're waiting for our Apple uh, ski goggles that have AR in them, uh, Google has stopped. They had mm. a project internally known as Iris that it established to build AR glasses, according to Business Insider, but uh, they've shelved it. That's it. We're done. We're at, we're going to concentrate on software, AR software for Android. Okay. Oh, yeah, because, you know, Android software is so amazing. <laughs> yes. Well, Android in general is so amazing. So amazing, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they license the song so your buddy's got some uh, some coin out of it. <laughs> no, probably not. I think that, that uh, song made him enough money anyways. He should be fine. The Dark Side. Ha! With Dave. Welcome to the Dark Side with Dave, with podcast super host Dave Lasso. Dave is the host of the Cyberwire podcast for all your cybersecurity news, co-host of Hacking Humans with Joe Kerrigan, discussing how humans are mean, the co-host of Caveat with Ben Yellen, because people are nosy, and the host of Control Loop, because industrial machines have feelings too. Hi, Dave. How's the stash? Uh, the stash is, uh, is more epic than ever. Uh, <laughs> and, they do tend uh, to keep growing. Yeah, they do. They do. I've been trying to keep up with the grooming, and I've been I've learned a lot about what a what a responsibility such an epic mustache is. Uh, I've learned there is a reason. A, a friend of mine, actually a coworker, when I was in college, had a a very uh, big mustache, and he referred to it as his flavor saver. And uh, <laughs> so I've learned what that's about. Yeah, uh, I've learned that it requires uh, combing and grooming and drying, like you know, blow dry your hair, blow dry your mustache. Because mm -hmm. it will hold on to water, um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 fun. I, I when you're ready, I, I actually have a story to share about uh, something that I learned from having this mustache. First, first, let me just say that um, let me just say that um, the show is going very well. Uh, as we record this, we have two more shows to go, so Friday mm -hmm. and Saturday night, and we've got uh, amazing audiences. The theater has been pretty much full. And the audiences have been responsive and laughing and, and applauding. So it's really been really wonderful and gratifying to have this experience. So I'm very appreciative for that. Well, I, for one, am personally interested in you continuing your hair suit experience. And I'm looking forward to you starring in the ZZ Top play that will come up next. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Maybe I could do a one-man show on the life of Burt Reynolds. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's really been interesting. Um, I will say in the past couple days now, now the mustache's days are numbered. It's, it's probably going away this Sunday, uh, mm -hmm. because well, wife, wife mandated. Yes. Yes. My wife, you know, she's been very patient and she has humored me through this whole process, but I will tell you that, uh, I had a, a realization, uh, last night after the show, I was out greeting some friends who came to see the show and they were, you know, just had very nice things to say. But um, they started making comments about my 
both my mustache and my hair. Now, uh, the process that I went through to prepare myself for this show was I grew my hair out long and I grew a full beard and mustache. Mm -hmm. And uh, ultimately what I wanted to end up with was mutton chops and the mustache because this show takes place in the 1890s. So I wanted a period appropriate look for the show. That's what right. I – what's what I've got. Now, the way my hair grows, the 53-year-old man that I am, uh, <laughs> my sideburns are completely gray. Right. My hair so far is pretty much all still – dark brown. Uh, there's some gray in there, but mostly dark brown. Uh, my beard and my mustache are salt and pepper, but probably more towards the dark brown than the gray. Okay. So yeah. that's, the beard and that's the mustache just the way my hair first. grows. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the way my hair grows. So uh, last night I, I get getting peppered with questions and comments about my mustache and my beard and my sideburns and, oh, did you color your sideburns? And, oh, your sideburns are gray. And, oh, wait, do you color your hair? And this and that and the other thing. And several people have been asking me these sorts of things. And, and I, I realized that uh, over the course of having this admittedly ridiculous mustache I've been walking around with and being peppered with questions about it, that this has given me a little tiny view, a little tiny, a better appreciation for what women must go through all the time. Of You're being, being treated given, as an object, Dave. But being given unhelpful <laughs> uh, observations. Unsolicited and, advice. Yes. And, and unsolicited advice on my appearance. <laughs> right. Now, look, I, I just want to start off. I just want to say I realize I am a member of the most privileged class there is. Right. I am an older white man living in the United States of America. And so, you know, yes. I, I totally acknowledge all that. But it really did. Like when I that thought struck me, I said this is this is a little tiny sample of what I imagine most women go through all the freaking time. People saying, "Oh, well, why did you get your hair cut that way?" Or, "Oh, wow, well, those are wow, those jeans are an interesting choice." Or, you know, like <laughs> the backhanded, the slap and the kiss. Yes. <laughs> well, and so what's also interesting is that some of these comments came from other women. I mm -hmm. say other women, like I'm a woman, but from other, <laughs> but, but they came from from women. Um, and so there's you know mean girls and all that sort of thing. But like when I had the hair long. And then I cut the hair shorter to be better for the part. You know, that lots of people said, "Oh, yeah, hair looks nice." But there were plenty of people who are, "What did you do? Oh my, what did you do? Why did you, why did you make that decision?" You know, I'm like mm -hmm. what, what? So, anyway, what I hope to come away with is better insight and better mm -hmm. understanding, and uh, perhaps I'll be more introspective and and kinder, and I will continue to try to think twice before making comments about other people and how they look and how they dress and all that sort of thing. But I share that as a reminder that, uh, you know, maybe we could all be a little more kind. And um, it was just an interesting observation. So I, I thought I'd share it. Yeah, it's it's something I kind of grew up with because I, I spent my teens and 20s and pro probably far too long in, into my 30s having uh, interesting hairstyles, 
uh, mm. piercings, tattoos, all of that nature. So, uh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I grew up with people always asking me about my appearance and uh, mm. the slap and the kiss. You know, that that hair color looks really good on you. Well, are you saying my normal hair color doesn't? What are right, we right. saying here? Right. So, yeah. Right. So, yes, I, I've spent a, a lifetime kind of dealing with that sort of thing. It, it's interesting because you uh, the privileged class, the the white male in the United States tends to uh, be ignored uh, as far mm -hmm. as appearance goes. We never hear anything about our appearance. We right. just get on with our day. Making our billions of dollars and destroying the world. That's what right, we do. Right, right. So. With, with great privilege. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Brian. When you were growing up and you had your, your interesting and loud looks, were you – did you ever fall into the trap of being the what-are-you-looking-at guy? No, I always enjoyed it. Uh, okay. And my friend group as well because we hung out at Disneyland, right? Right, and uh, right. we always had tourists coming up to, to us and like oh. you know, from Idaho or whatever. So – we're proudly in many, many photo albums. Uh, we were always happy to take pictures and smile and, yeah, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. We were the happy goths. Yeah. <laughs> I've wondered about that with uh, with facial recognition these days. I, I think – because sometimes I look at our family photos, especially from places like Disney World where mm -hmm. there are other families in the back drop of your photo it's like oh here's me with winnie the pooh and but there's some there's a whole family in the background and i wonder yeah. you could probably upload that and find out who yeah. they are right exactly <laughs> right could you i don't know why you'd want to but you could no i it's just a funny <laughs> curiosity you know yeah. how many times in your life do you cross paths with people it's probably more often than you think probably yeah where are they now yeah i just uh stick to my ironic t-shirt and living in the background so yeah you guys, you, go. uh, you guys can be out in the forefront. I'll be out here mm -hmm. making my billions and destroying the world. And if anybody <laughs> did go. point out anything about Jason, he would be the one that would be mean to them. Like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so I never it. understood that, you know, the person who was heavily tattooed or pierced or had, you know, a big, uh, yeah. big spiky mohawk. And then you would you'd be checking them out and they'd be like, what are you looking at? I'm like, yeah. Well, you you peacocked you, you, yourself. You expect what, us not to look. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. What, what was the point of all this if not to have me look at you? You know, so. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I was well aware of that and totally OK with it. It was mm -hmm. kind of the point. It was to yeah. lure the teenage daughters from the Idaho people onto oh, the yes. People Maker ride. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Potato fresh. Yes. I uh, got a little follow-up here on some stories that we've been talking about lately, Dave, about the Eleven Labs and the uh, the AI-generated voiceover tools and things like that. Yeah. I was working on my little side project, creating my own voices for my little piece of fiction <laughs> that I was working on. And as I'm doing that, Eleven Labs, the company I was using – decided to beat me to the punch and they introduced an entire voice library of hmm. generated voices that you can use in any project. Okay. So well, voiceover artists are screwed now. Mhm. <laughs> it's still not really there for good stuff. Um Right. But the thing about it is I was looking at some of the voices they have here because you can go browse the voices and check out the samples. And what they do there is they tell you how many times it's been favorited and what the character count is for how many times it's been used because that's how they bill. You buy so many characters per month okay. with, your, with your account. And so Bruce, the deep American narrator voice. Has Bruce should have like, been Australian. Come on. Yeah, Bruce. <laughs> Come on, Bruce. <laughs> Struth. 
14,939 people have favorited Bruce, and they have created 27.6 million characters of voiceover with Bruce. Wow. That is insane. This has only been out for like a week. <laughs> That's wow. how crazy this is. How is that even is. possible? Like, I, 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 I tell know. you what, it's, you, know, you know how you do it? You go to the Gutenberg Project, you get a bunch of books, you have Bruce read the books, you take those books that are generated from that and you upload them someplace else and right. try and make money <laughs> off of it. Uh, Audible has huh. a strict no AI policy, so they're not going to Audible, but I'm sure they're trying to. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, podcasts, just think about, everything. Yeah, but think about people who are doing like corporate videos or mm -hmm. like local insertion ads for cable TV where yeah. yep. every dollar counts. I mean, this is this is the um, – the equivalent of a stock photo library, you know how they how they put photographers out of business. Uh, same thing with a lot of voiceover artists. Some of that bread and butter work is just going to go away because mm -hmm. you can yeah. you have endless iteration and you don't have to schedule anyone. And uh, yeah, that's really yep. it's both fascinating and and scary. But I I suppose there's no denying it's the shape of things to come. Yeah, because uh, corporate work is the bread and butter for most voiceover actors who have long careers. They get a they get a corporate client, and they want that voice to be, you know, uh, the voice of the company, the voice yeah. of the company, basically for all of their training videos and audio and things like that. Mm -hmm. What happens when you get the voice that sounds pretty much like Morgan Freeman? You know, like is that well, okay? Morgan Freeman's happy he's in his eighties. <laughs> So right, right. He he right. he won't need that income anymore. He's got it all already. Well, you think think of think about think about um, how many um, big time Hollywood stars have made good side money doing voiceover for national brands without being overtly credited. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, but like Brian Cranston is was he Ford or he did one of the motor companies and you know this has been something for for years and years and years. And yeah, he's doing stuff with MLB right now too. Okay. Baseball. Right. So, yeah. Just voiceover work. So. So what if I can get a sound alike without having to pay having Brian to get, Cranston? Having yeah. to get the star. <laughs> and do, do you have? Is there any uh, protection for the sound of someone's voice? I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. I don't think anybody does at this point. No. Nope. You know. Once again, the technology has sprinted well ahead of the law or ethics or morality or all the other things we've <laughs> talked about on the show so far. Everything but the almighty dollar. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that is the that has been the thrust of this entire show so far. <laughs> yeah. Huh. yeah I'm, I think it Mike Rowe too. Yeah, Mike Rowe was Ford forever. I think they finally right. swapped right. him out. But right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I had a uh, friend who was Leonard Nimoy's personal assistant for a while. And she always said that I was doing voiceover was his favorite thing because he would just wear his pajamas, go into the <laughs> studio, do yeah. his voiceover work and go back home and just sit on the sit on the porch in his pajamas. He'd never have to get out of his pajamas all day long. And it was and he made big money. I always yeah. hear that from people. People like voiceover work is the best work if you're going to be in entertainment. But uh, mm -hmm. it's going to go away. There's no doubt about that. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, mine's already gone away, so, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm moving on, too. It's like I uh, need to find something new to do. So what are we going to do, guys? What are we going to do? Well, I we can know. just do what everybody else <laughs> seems to do in technology and lie about our achievements and get a lot of money for it. 
I right. think that's what, I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. Seven million people listen to Grumpy Old Geeks. Come on, our <laughs> ad rates are advertising dollar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, four hundred dollars per CPM. Yes. Yeah, just okay. buy a bunch of bots to pump up your numbers and lie, 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 yep. lie your way to the bank. Exactly. Know people that do that, unfortunately, we've, we've talked about a bunch of them on the show already. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Sad times. Sad times. Well, and on that great note. I saw this uh, this interesting article, Cosplaying the Mommy Wars. This is about a bunch of, quote-unquote, mommy influencers now who have realistic baby dolls and are basically treating them like real children. And, hmm. you know, it's it's a hobby for some people, and some people are making money on it, you, you know, posting videos on TikTok and Instagram and things like that. Mm-hmm. And... I just thought this was a very interesting article because there's a lot of outrage around this type of thing and because like these people are, you know, they're really treating these these fake babies like real babies mm-hmm. and uh, giving them fake illnesses and uh, using actual baby products with the babies and, you know, real mommies are getting upset. They're like, I can't find my formula. Why are you buying formula for a freaking doll? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's... It's a very interesting cultural read on this. Did you guys get a chance to to peruse this article at all? I did. I did, yeah. It, it upset me. It See, that's the thing. I think that's the gut reaction. That is the, you know, the knee-jerk reaction is to get upset about it if you have a kid. Hmm, I don't have one. a kid. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So uh, no, I'm thinking the, the that thing this I actually got frustrated. Hobby. The thing I got frustrated about isn't 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 it that uh, there was this quote, my husband can play with cars, he can play with video games, he can play Lego, and everybody's like, that's so cool. Um, I'm upset about how nobody grows up anymore. <laughs> that's what upsets me. It's, it's Men are just as bad. I, I A bunch of my friends just play video games all the time. And I'm like, you're a fucking grown-ass adult. Read a book. Do something <laughs> age-appropriate. Grow the fuck up. Nobody grows mm. up anymore. See, and, and then I come back with, why? Why bother? Well, that, that, I mean, that's You're fair. <laughs> you know, I, I, I started to play video games again recently. I got back into Diablo, and I just got bored. I'm like, I would rather do something Because a that's more. what adults do. They get <laughs> bored with childish toys. Put away childish <laughs> things. Um, but any, but that's says any, the people that talk about Star Wars twenty four seven. I was going to exactly. say, see, this is this exactly. is where we get this is where we get into pot kettle black territory. Mm-hmm. But we Who, don't structure our lives around it. That's the thing. We don't go on try try to become Ooh. Star Wars influencers and record ourselves all the time and put out all these blogs and get on TikTok and show my fake baby and my Star Wars baby. Stop and, right there, you know, Brian. Brian, yeah. you're telling yes. me this on your podcast where you're recording yourself <laughs> talking about this stuff. A little bit of introspection and reflection might do you good there. It's only a percentage of our show. Uh, <laughs> we talk uh, about adult things like grift. Yeah. Okay. But that's a, that the, the the knee-jerk reaction and the outrage behind it is what's fascinating to me. And that's why I want people to just, you know, have a little reflection before jumping off on other people's thing. And it's it, you just proved my point right there. I love it. It's yeah, it's fine, but it's still my opinion, and it's, yeah, yeah you're I, I think it's I think it's true. I think if if we start to trace all the problems that we're having right now, it's because nobody ever grows up. Hmm. 
We're, we're stuck I don't know in about these, that. I, I don't I, know uh, about that. I, 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 I got some pushback. <laughs> okay. I mean, <laughs> first of all, I, my first reaction to this is don't yuck someone's yum. Like yeah. you're not hurting anybody. And I think I, I pulled that same quote that you did, Brian. Um, and she goes, the same woman goes on to say, but the moment I'm like, I play with dolls, I'm a weirdo who needs to have a real baby. <laughs> and I think she's on to something. You know, again, we are so comfortable telling women what they can and cannot do while we take the time to go build our man cave full of Star Wars toys and Lego. I think and, that started to even out because we have she sheds have hit popular culture. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah but still, um, who's this hurting? Nobody. I don't, I no, don't think so. No, it doesn't so. hurt. I, every, everybody's welcome to do whatever the fuck they want. As far as yeah. I'm, I'm concerned, in their spare time, go by all means play with the, the growing baby. up thing. I I'm <laughs> I'm not I'm not settled on my feelings about the growing up thing because on the one hand I see the point you're making and I think there's something to it. Um, I think partially we've been I don't know victimized is the right word. What we've been targeted by people who figured out that they can extract our money from us through nostalgia. Yeah. Right. Which yep. is in that we like the feeling of recapturing our childhood, which is why I have a stormtrooper helmet sitting here on my desk. Right. Yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, so there's that. But on the other hand, you know, we don't want 10 uh, year old kids working in coal mines again either. There's something <laughs> about having about l letting people have an adolescence, which is a relatively new thing. And. Why not enjoy play? Play is kindness. Play is interaction. Play is love. So I guess it isn't um, so much the, what they're doing. It's the fact that they have to put it on YouTube. Mm. Like, why are you sharing it? By all means, go do it. But why are yeah. you making a production out of it and trying to monetize it and trying to share it and just go play with your doll? No, I yeah. see. I see. I see. They, they find community through that. They find people that are like themselves. Because it's, you know, why did we always talk on, on bulletin boards? Because that's what we had, you know, when we, when we were talking about things that we like. Why do we have podcasts? Because we have it. And they, that's what they have now. They have YouTube. They have TikTok. And they're finding their tribe. So I don't, yeah. I don't begrudge them for sharing it. I mean, if it was just a pure money play, then it's a pure money play. Then we're back to the grift. But if people are just doing it because they love to do it, don't shit on their parade. Well, I'm not. Yeah, that's true. I, <laughs> I'm I think just the not watching it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. There's your there's yeah. your answer. The, That's my the answer affirmation for most of things finding in the world. out. Yeah, but the affirmation of finding out that there are other people in the world who are just like you and you're not alone and you're not a weirdo and you know, you're not the only one. I think that's that has value. And then you've got QAnon. <laughs> <laughs> Where they find it. They're not All right, they're not Mary alone either. <laughs> yeah. Well, to, yeah. to to go back to one one last thing before we head out for the holidays here. Mm. I am going to have a movie marathon and I call this Jason's 4th of July birth control movie marathon because there will be <laughs> go on. There will Why? be no women watching these movies in my list. <laughs> ah, gotcha. <laughs> this okay. is this I will is, push this back is, on this because my okay. wife likes half of these movies. <laughs> excellent, excellent. That's probably why you married her. Yeah. Um so Here's the top 10. I, I, these are the ones that I'm going to go through. There, there are many more, but these are my top favorite movies of all time that I feel like revisiting now that I have a 75-inch television in my bedroom. <laughs> mm -hmm. Hackers, The Great Edge, movie. which is a highly underrated, highly underseen movie uh, with Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin. Great mm -hmm. movie. 
Shaun of the Dead. One of the best movies ever made. Yep. Fight Club. Excellent. The Professional. The original, not the one with the added footage. Ah, the, mm-hmm. the Natalie Portman pedo one. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pulp Fiction. Excellent movie. Solid. Came out the same year as The Professional, by the way. It's a great year mm-hmm. for movies. The Hunt for Red October. Fantastic movie. Yep. Yep. Die Hard 3, my favorite I of the, the trilogy. don't remember which one was the third. Hmm. So. Sam Jackson. Cool. It's the one with Samuel Jackson. Oh, okay. That was pretty good. Yeah. Yep. Hard Boiled, the best Chow Yun-Fat movie ever made. And I still <laughs> stick by the best John Woo movie ever made. Introduced uh, two guns to the world in an action movie. And The Crow. Excellent hmm. movie. Very excellent. Better soundtrack so. than movie, though. Mm. Yeah, a little pushback on that one. I, I like okay. the movie. I wish it was the original as it was supposed to have been shot, but Brandon died halfway through, so they cut out a lot of it that was already shot. There yeah. was a different story. Um, I fast forward for, through the guitar playing parts. That is just bad. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's a, good enough. It's a solid list of movies. So wait, 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 wait. I just want to. I just want to ask. So you can have a movie on your top ten movies that you love that has parts that you fast forward through. Absolutely. Okay. Because <laughs> the rest of it more than makes up for it. Because I was just a, okay. I was a Brandon Lee super fan, and All right. it. That affected me greatly. It's more, it's more like personal nostalgia, I think, because it, yeah. I was. It know, was a great was waiting, uh, waiting for that. subculture rallying cry. That movie as well. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. one of the first movies that came out, and everybody was like, "Oh my god, it's goth!" Right, it's goth, <laughs> and it was the first. I think the first real comic book movie done as close to right as you can get. You know, yeah. hmm. okay. and I still have I still have my my James O'Barr signed edition that I got. You know, well before the the movie came out, but. Huh. Uh, yeah. All right. No, let, well, let, a solid list. I, I do push back on the birth control aspect of it because, uh, yeah, my wife will watch half of these easily. <laughs> but would any <laughs> of these put her in the mood? <laughs> hmm. Probably not. No. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I would say maybe Hunt for Red October because you've got Alec Baldwin and Sean Connery, a couple of, you know, strong yeah. male presences there. That might The Crow's might pretty you. sexy. Maybe that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that. Yeah. 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 Sean of the Dead will get her laughing. Not. That's always good. Mm. So, you know. mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Fight Club has shirtless Brad Pitt. Yeah. And Helena Bonham Carter for me. Yep. Yeah. And me. Yeah. And me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Edward Norton for nobody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hackers, hackers, topless Angelina Jolie. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if you're into very young girls, there's always the professional. <laughs> <laughs> there is that, too. So there yeah. we go. Uh, I will close things out by just including a link to a video from the Electric Mayhem paying a visit to Spotify. <laughs> I watched that. fun. Yeah, uh, good I, fun. I finished up the Electric Mayhem series and uh it i would say it, it ended on a very uh safe note uh you know the, <laughs> the last episode was pretty much where i expected it to be uh nothing it, it wasn't as fun or funny as the whole rest of the series had been but yeah I, I, all all in all i really enjoyed the series and as a longtime muppet fan i felt like they they really did a great they did the the band well and so Again, highly recommended. Yeah. The only thing I wish would have happened in the Spotify video is if the Electric Mayhem would push back on royalty rates. Mm. <laughs> but, you know, mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I have yeah, to watch it. I still haven't finished the series. I got three episodes to go and just kind of got stuck. 
It was yeah. delightful. It's it's not must watch TV, but it's uh, if you're bo- bored, it's nice to, nice to watch. Yeah, it's comfort yeah. food. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you guys have a fantastic holiday, and we will reconvene in two weeks. Okay, I got to go change my fake baby's diapers. Yeah, I got to go shave yeah. my mustache. <laughs> Over at Patreon, we've got Chris. Welcome, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Over Chris. Over at PayPal, we've got Charlie, <laughs> Matt, Simon, Jonathan, Judge, and Matthew. This is the week when it sounds biblical. I love All it. right. Yeah. Over at the tip jar, we've got Nick, Daryl, Adam, and Dan. Big Dan with the ad. Love Dan. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. That's very Thanks, funny. Thanks, Dan. Yes. Appreciate it. Uh, breaking news. Uh, What's-his-face from uh, Little Miss Sunshine died. Alan Arkin. Oh, no. Sad to hear he passed him. He was old. Uh, he was very old. Good run. I didn't know he was that old. Okay. Yeah. Good run. Mm-hmm. Way to end on a high note. Uh, well, that's what we do. That's what we do. It's our thing. <laughs> it's our Bing thing. It's our Bing thing. I mean, we killed David Bowie, so what the hell? Why not? Yeah. I should have went out then. Until next time, I'm Brian <laughs> Schulmeister. And I'm Jason DeFilippo. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. Show notes and links to everything we talked about today are at GOG.show slash 608. GOG.show slash donate is the place to drop us a few bills so we can keep bringing you this top-notch entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) Sharing the show with your friends and enemies or anyone in between is free and can be almost as good as cash. Almost. Listen on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sundays. You might pay for the whole seat, but you're only going to need the edge. At GOG.show, you can find a link to our Discord channel if you want to chat with us and other show fans. And head over to GOG.show slash contact to send us your feedback, comments, or links to cool shit you think we should talk about. GOG.show slash review is where you can toss us a review and preferably five stars that we can read on the air. Stay grifty. Ah!